The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. James? No. <laughs> we all go a little mad sometimes. Fill your hands, you son of a bitch! Look what you did to him! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. We're all out of bubblegum. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Macho Movie Madness Podcast. I am Brandon, and alongside me always is Andrew. Andrew, what's up? What's going on? Ready to ready to review some WCW? Yes, some old school WCW. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this a couple times here uh, prior to this, and uh, so I uh, I think we're going to do a little bit of WCW Bash at the Beach 2000 today. Oh yeah, and. And uh, we talked about doing something bad and something good, maybe like the next week, you know, and just kind of back and forth. Uh, we've even talked about doing a, uh, a maybe this month in wrestling history or something, because we're going to be looking at more old school wrestling or older shows than we will newer stuff, uh, unless the newer stuff is actually worth talking about. Uh, so we both watch Which is this, very rare. And we're going to run through it. Yes, very rare. Um, but the past were not without uh, some bad wrestling shows uh, and pay-per-views. WCW was a main proponent of this in the late 90s, early 2000s, right before it was sold to WWF. And WWF had their share in the early mid-90s as well. Just yeah. um, really rough around that time. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure, in the future. Um, we both watched this show and we will give ratings, uh, like we did for WrestleMania matches of show ratings, talk about it a little bit. Uh, interesting enough though, this wasn't complete Gaga. Like it, it, there's a lot, yeah, but it wasn't a complete just trash show. Surprisingly for the Russo era WCW that we like to crap on. This was, uh, this was definitely a, uh, you know, and, and you'll find out by the end, but it's definitely one of those uh, A plus for effort kind of shows, but uh, maybe like a C for execution <laughs> uh, <laughs> at best. Uh, at best, but you know, it definitely could have been a lot better. Definitely could have been a lot worse. Um, we don't, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll, there'll be times in the future where we'll have maybe more of a uh, a background to the show or maybe some, you know, leading up to stuff. We know a little bit better. We might have something leading up to these, these, uh, matches, uh, a little bit storyline for you this time around. I didn't really have a lot this time. It's been so long since I've seen that era WCW. I don't have a lot of, um, we're, we're going to talk about 
what we do have as far as the incident that happened, the famous incident that happened at this show, but we don't have anything um, yeah. really much build other than, but if you've seen it or if you haven't, I recommend going and watching it and they'll usually they'll play packages and stuff. And my uh, frame of a little bit of rundown. Um, my frame of reference here is kind of blurry because this show happened on a Sunday and the next Saturday I was getting married. So my, my head was not in wrestling at so much at the time. Right. Um, I, I saw a little bit of what was going on, but uh, yeah, I wasn't keeping up with WCW as much. I've gone back and watched it retroactively, but uh, and I yeah, so that, that's where I'm at. Watching it every week, even as long. Yeah, I watched it every week at that point in time, but I can't. It's such a blur that last that last year or so of WCW was such a blur for me. Uh, so many starts and stops blood. and resets. It's it's just it's insane. Yeah, there's a lot of. Yeah, and the, the new blood just didn't do it for me like the old blood did, and they, and they kind of the old blood kind of trickled in and out around you know this time. And anyway, uh, so we'll get into we'll get into this that uh, Bash the Beach two thousand was a July 9th pay per view uh, in Daytona Beach, Florida, which was the site four years prior. This is a little backstory that I do have. That Hulk Hogan, who would be in the show later, turned heel and joined the NWO for the first yep. time against uh, Randy Savage. So that's a little bit of history. You've got you've got the birth of the NWO uh, and uh, kind of the death of WCW all in the same building. Yes, yes, uh, and this uh, and this is interesting. Um, you know, which you know, Wikipedia is obviously a, an excellent source, <laughs> um, but. <clears throat> um, it says the attendance was 6,572. So I don't know what they could hold in that building. But, about 10. Uh, not... About 8 to 10 on okay. In that okay. Okay, so Ocean Center was the venue. So, so okay, not awful, but not great, considering the uh, height of wrestling at that time. So that shows you the the company in its state, right? I think is what that, what that kind of shows you. Cause you would have them packed to the, the rafters and that if it would have been two years prior, I think. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we are going to move right along here. This is the, this is the pay-per-view that we, that they've talked about. Uh, it was the last bash to the beach, uh, for good or bad. Um, a lot of interesting things happened in it. Well, a few interesting things happened here. A lot of, and a little bit of controversy with Russo and, Hulk Hogan and Jeff Jarrett. Um, I highly recommend before we get started, um, after after this even, uh, to check out some stuff online. There's plenty of YouTube videos out there, maybe even podcasts with Vince Russo who talks about this and his side of the story. Hulk Hogan, of course, is going to have his side of the story, which I'm sure will favor him tremendously. And um, Jeff Jarrett's got his new podcast with Conrad Thompson, and they go over what their angle was. So anyway, I recommend hitting all of that up for this, um, and we'll explain a little bit what we do know a little bit later. So um, before before we get started, I know I keep holding it off. I'm leaving everybody in suspense. Uh, I just want to let you know that Macho Movie Madness pod, podcast, I didn't really do this in the last episode. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody that when we do release them right now, it's going to be every other week and we're hoping to get to one a week. Uh, you can find us now at pretty much every 
uh, streaming platform for podcast podcast platform out there. Uh, Pandora, iHeart, Apple, Google, uh, Samsung, you name it. Uh, Spotify, we're there. We're there and they're there day one. Uh, we got uh, video episodes that go up on YouTube later, usually about a week or two later. Uh, but if you want to check those out the same day as audio, then you can join Patreon and we will, in the Macho Movie Madness Patreon, we will have those available day one and plus a couple of little perks. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to go ahead and remind everybody of that before we get started. Let's get started with the very first match of the night, which was Lieutenant Loco versus Juventud Guerrera. And which is it's Chavo, it's Chavo Guerrero yeah. versus Juventude. Um, and I gotta say, before the match gets started, we've get the filthy animals, <laughs> which by now I forgot all about the filthy animals. Yeah, Juventude. Um, was it is it uh, and Conan Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio with the horns? Ray Mysterio with the horns. Uh, he was unmasked. Um, would they have major guns or is that on the other team? I think that was the other team. No, no, major guns. Was, anyway, I'm uh, private major stash. Guns was in there too, right? Private stash, yes. Um, yeah, Disco Inferno. Oh, no, major I guns was on the other team. I've got it backwards, don't I? <laughs> okay, yeah, I think you do. Okay, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting confused already. So, um, yeah, yeah, but Disco Inferno in the Filthy Animals is. I forgot all about it and hilarious at this point. So that's funny. Conan was shooting a promo doing his, you know, uh, normal shtick at the beginning before the match started. (laughs) And Disc goes out there repeating everything he says, really trying to get the hype going. And Ray's just back there, just like, what are you doing? (laughs) And this whole thing, like, like the worst hype man ever. He's he's like, what are you? He's back there laughing. He's like, what do you, hey. So, like, he would say something, and then Ray would be like, hey, what are you, what are you doing, man? Yeah, boy. <laughs> and he, and just, just, yeah, he just kept going. Um, I was a, I was a big fan of Hooventude back in the day. I thought Hooventude was pretty awesome. He was. I didn't like his ripoff of the Rocks character, and I never understood the whole the juice thing. I, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't watch no, enough of that I, area to, to get that, but. I didn't, I, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, just as far as in ring in ring in ring work uh, goes, I yeah, think, he was really I think good. he was great. I, yeah, the, I noticed he did, he dropped the people's elbow in this match here. Um, <laughs> he so Chavo uh, gets the win over Hooventude in this match at twelve oh seven. Wins the cruiserweight championship. And uh, Andrew, what'd you think about this match? I thought it was pretty good. I thought uh, to quote Jim Cornette, I thought there's a little too much Gaga going on you got uh yeah. you got the yeah, filthy animals the yeah you got the filthy animals coming back in mask and then you've got a uh, misfits in action coming back in like bill clinton mass and um it really kind of overshadowed yeah, yeah. a pretty decent match yeah it wasn't a bad match and chavo is always in good matches really he, the, the work for both of those guys is usually pretty great but yeah it's a lot of gaga uh and of course, you know the announcers playing it up, like you know, want the heel announcers. Oh my God, who's he? Who's these guys? And then <laughs> Sh- Shivani's like, really? Like, obviously, yeah. this is the filthy animals and masks. Like, Conan's coming out with the arm wrap, uh, you know, that he had on earlier. Yeah. There's, there's many times Just in the show goofy. where they, 
they go back to the announce table, and you see Tony Schiavone, and he looks like he just wants to crawl under a rock. It was what's going on at half of this stuff yeah. at, at various points throughout the show. Yeah, it's funny. I, I I I defended him because when he joined AEW, because I saw <laughs> I saw him like there's some shows where he just kind of sitting there leaning on a table or like you know with his arms crossed and just you know doing his shtick, you know, I'm, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this and that, and he's got his arms crossed like he's just bored and not professional. You know, of course, back in the in the early WCW days, in Mid-Atlantic or whatever, he's got the mustache and he's, you know, just as serious as a heart attack. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm like, you know, he wasn't always like this, but, you know, then you go back to WCW 2000 and he's pretty much just like he is now in, yeah. in, in AEW, just like, this is bullshit, so I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> Just one, like, uh, I'm just getting at, paid, man. At one point later in the show, when the when the big uh, incident happens, he's just got his face in his hands. Like, <laughs> what do we do with this? What, what direction am I supposed to take? Well, this? we're just all gonna, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> sit here and talk like like a panel discussion here. I go, well, well, you know, this wasn't scripted, guys. We were this was, did not happen in our, this was not talked about to us in our production. Meeting. <laughs> <laughs> like. Are really giving it away now? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, which they did. They they spit on kayfabe like just crazy in this in this show. Um, a little bit later. Uh, so anyway, that match, you know, the the match overall was decent. Like you said, uh, a lot of Gaga. It hurts it a little bit. I'd give it probably about two point five stars. Yeah, uh, I really wanted to it, go. It could have been a little bit higher without the Gaga. Yeah. I really wanted to go three, but with all that stuff at the end, I had to go two and three quarter. So uh, I, I thought the match yeah. itself was pretty good and probably probably a little too much, you know, kicking out of finishes and stuff. But um, still, still pretty solid, decent opener. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next next match, uh, Big Vito and Norman Smiley. And Ralphus, just a weird <laughs> hardcore match for the hardcore championship, the WCW hardcore championship. Um, didn't I didn't like this one? I didn't no. like this one. Uh, just and I'm not, and I don't hate hardcore matches. And even back in the day, I loved hardcore matches. This has been right up my alley, probably as a kid. Uh, but you know, you got to also like the participants. Not that I don't like Norman Smiley to a degree, I guess. <laughs> But it's just it's just kind of goofy. Yeah. Um, I I didn't like didn't the way Ralph's that w- character looked like he was. I didn't like the way that WCW used to do their hardcore matches where they start off in the backstage area and then fight their way to the ring. You know, kind of yeah. like that boiler room match. I I just I didn't care for yeah, yeah. the pres- the presentation how they did that back in the day. No, I I didn't much either. Uh, and. I thought the ending was a little bit weird. Uh, so, so big Vito gets up on the turnbuckle, puts Ralphus on a table, comes off on a splash through the table, uh, pins Ralphus. Norman Smiley is like carrying a chair or something to the ring. Like he's, you know, getting involved. And I don't know if he missed the spot or if he just, he wasn't hustling. Cause he, he just yeah. sat there and watched Ralphus get pinned. And then, like, as soon as he saw him go for the pin, he's like, oh, crap. And he had to, like, run up to the apron. And by the time he yeah. got to the ropes. Uh, I think the whole thing was he was, was supposed to have been and, stuck in the elevator backstage and had to find yeah. his way back. But yeah. it, the, the whole thing came off as clunky. 
Yeah, it was clunky and, and Ralph, I love that, I love that the announcers during the, the table spot at the end, like, oh my God, Vito's looking to end Ralph's career. And then one of them pretty much said what I was thinking, like, what career? <laughs> like, like, no one knows who Ralphus is. <laughs> like, what career are you talking about? Somebody doing WCW's books is like, oh crap, we still got this guy under contract. We better do something with him. You know what? Going back through these old shows, I'm going to shit on a lot of this, I'm sure, uh, as we go along and the future shows for uh, the obvious reasons. I think I'm going to still have a lot of fun with it because yeah. it was, it's like the wild, wild west. Like the, everything was just so insane that even the announcers are like, well, we're going to say whatever we think and uh, no one's going to do a damn thing about it. <laughs> yeah. And of these three, of course, Norman Smiley was all right. I was surprised Vito didn't go on to bigger things because he was he was fairly solid in the ring. You know, he he didn't have much as far well, as he, mouth. I, he, he did wind up in w, uh, WWE, yeah. um, and he and he was big Vito, I believe, in WWE, which uh, he <clears throat> I think he had a WWF run before that for just a really small minute, and then in an ECW run, and then I think he went to TNA. He just jumped. He was one of those yeah. that jumped around. Didn't he wear a he dress a, or something? I think he was a full. I I, I remember. Yeah, I think I remember going to like a Raw uh, SmackDown TV taping, and he wrestled like the dark match mm -hmm. in a dress or something. But I always I always thought. Well, he I think, should have been bigger. I think there was some kind of story there trying to be goofy and i think it had to do with some smackdown stuff uh orlando jordan jordan or paul Burchill or something i don't know i can't remember all that that's been a while back that was probably like 2005 or six or yeah because nuns but he was like a full-blooded italian with nunzio or something maybe somebody could, yeah can correct uh, me if i'm wrong but i i think well and then he was I part of the mama luke's in wcw with johnny the bull and tony mama luke I think yeah. there were tag team champions. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Um, but he could have been a lot better, and he probably would have. He probably would have benefited more in today's wrestling than back then because he just you get lost in the crowd when you don't have a personality. Yeah. I think I think he would have been probably a good a Rusev type heel or something maybe nowadays. But back then, those characters. In a time where sports entertainment and craziness was happening, and it wasn't just your in-ring stuff, it was getting over it, it was your promos and your character. He just, those people just fall by the wayside. Those those are the ones that are getting jobbed out or just yeah. real low mid-card stuff. Uh, but, and, and WCW would have been the only place for him to get on a pay-per-view probably here, you know. Yeah. He had done a, a little work look, with ECW just, before this, but they had pretty much just jobbed yeah. him out to like, Sid when he was there and a few other people. So, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's weird that he got his biggest push here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that it's that new blood thing they were probably trying. <laughs> uh, so one star for me, uh, you know what? I'll get a half star. I can't do the one star. Yeah. It's a half star. It's, yeah, this, it, was not, it wasn't executed well. This one to me is no stars. It's, it's I hate to do that, but it's just, <laughs> just a plain zip. Even the stuff yeah, backstage was it like, shouldn't have been there. Yeah, it's like you got you got Ralph is hiding behind a garbage can lid for like thirty seconds waiting for the punch to come and it was just sloppy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad deal. I've seen Norman Smiley do some better things and be involved in some funny stuff. You can't take the guy serious that much. He's a decent little worker for the, the role he's supposed to play. But here it just was, man, you could tell everybody was just kind of running with their head cut off and low on fumes or something. I don't know. It was just, you could, you could tell the difference in that probably, probably about summer, about this time, all the way to the end until that last yeah. show in Panama. Uh, it, it really just turned a big corner, which it was already turning, but it, you could really notice. Um, so next up, talk about Gaga, but it's, <laughs> at least it's Gaga. It's decent look to look at. It's decent to look at. So Daphne and Miss Hancock in a wedding gown match. Uh, for those out there who don't remember Miss Hancock, it is Stacy Keebler. And oh, yeah. looking very good in a wedding gown. And, uh, yeah. They're fighting for the hand of David Flair. Yeah, they're fighting for the hand (laughs) of David Flair. Who was no Ric Flair. Um, (laughs) But he tried to be a little bit. Uh, Everybody involved, the run-ins, ended up with their pants off, too. Like, everybody just took their pants off. The referee had their pants, his pants ripped off. David Flair had his pants ripped off. The other guy come out, looked around, and he's like, well, I... Yeah, yeah, crowbar. He's like, I'll just look around, and and then he just like, well, I'll, I guess I'll take mine off too. And he was like playing the crowd with it, so he just dropped his pants. And, and the referee had his referee shirt tucked in his underwear. Yeah, <laughs> yes, 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 I did. It was wild. And he's like covering himself up like he's embarrassed. Like no one does that, dude. You should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. <laughs> David Flair. Oh, man. Everybody ended up getting cake in the face by the end of it. Um, you know, like I said, you know what, and. I will say that Stacy Keebler, at least at this time, pre-Dudley's, could not take a bump. Even even just like that head bashing on the mat bump. Terrible. But, boy, <laughs> she could throw some kicks. I mean, I was like, I, I kind of... Kicks and I stomps, was, yeah. Her stomps, like, at times, you know, Jim Cornette and guys like that always gave Austin for having terrible stomps in the corner. And they look like shit, they say. <laughs> and I can see that. I thought her stomps looked great. That was about yeah. the only... Well, that wasn't the only thing. But other moves wise, you know, she did the handspring elbow thing. You know, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that she had that much in her back in that day, back in the WCW days. Um, Daphne, I didn't think Daphne's, I don't think Daphne's bad. It's just this whole thing was just stupid. Yeah. It was just silly. Ill conceived. You know? Just your tip. Yeah. It was your, it was your typical like filler monday night war type stuff you know back in the day before women got their big shot at wrestling um and the the big the big spot at the end with the cake all over the place i mean literally all over the place and they couldn't get it cleaned up uh i was talking to my wife about this me and her actually watched this my wife uh as a side hustle she decorates cakes and i'm like how in the world are they not being able to you know clean this up with water i guess you make a lot of uh, icing out of shortening, which is basically like throwing water on grease and trying to clean yeah, it up yeah. out there. Yeah. So I'm surprised there weren't more mishaps later on in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a little bit of cakeage on, on some trunks later that we'll talk about. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, so I'm going to give this one a one star. And the only reason I give it a star is because of Stacy Keebler. That's it. That's it. Because of the legs. Yeah, it's one star. It's you know, it's five star legs in a one star match. So <laughs> that's so um, much what it is. 
I'm not going to be quite so so giving on this one. And uh, I, I think most people, when you give a, a, a zero star or a negative star, they call it a dud. I say in honor of this show, we call it a Russo. So yeah. I'm going to give this one. Russo rating. Yeah, I'm going to give this one one Russo. So. One pe- steaming pile of Russo. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame you there. Uh, I was I was pretty generous, uh, but you know, I them legs, baby. Likes. Them legs, baby. She got the legs. <laughs> you know, ZZ Top said it best. Um. So next up, Chronic. It's Brian Adams and Brian Clark. The Bryans. The Bryans uh, versus the Perfect Event. Just Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak. You may know Sean Stasiak as Meat from WWF. <laughs> and his brief run as Meat. Actually, you, no one's going to know that except yeah. for a few of us. Like us. Uh, he was, because he was also Sean Stasiak then, too. I think the Meat was a really short lived thing with a PMS or something, which was Jacqueline and Gary yeah. Runnels. Um, Chuck Palumbo, he goes on to do a few things for WWF again later on. He does the. Uh, he does a few things, and and one of them's the the gay couple with Billy and Billy, Chuck. Billy and Chuck. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Chuck Palumbo was the stand-in cameraman that took the the uh, Undertaker bump uh, at WrestleMania 25 when he dove out at Shawn Michaels about landing on his head. I think that Chuck makes Palumbo sense because they're both they're both biker guys. Yeah, so uh, yeah, there's he, probably mutual yeah. respect there. Probably so. So he just like I'm going to catch Undertaker, and, and he did. A He's good, a guy job that. At, He's a guy that I always expected bigger things from, and I don't know if that Billy and Chuck thing killed it, but you look at him here and he looks like a million bucks, and he could actually yeah. work a little bit through a really good super kick, you know? Yeah, yeah, he but can. It, in this day and age, that's all you got to do. Yeah, slap legs, <laughs> slap legs. Um, this was actually not a bad match. I didn't hate this. Um, this, I had a problem. This, So I had a, I had a problem with uh, the majority of these matches in that there were so many false finishes and near falls that it took away from it's like it's it's, it's almost and for, it's, out of all the bad things they took out of WCW and kept going over the last 20 years i don't know why this was one of them. i like you should probably t- you shouldn't probably take anything out of WCW 2000 and utilize it anywhere anymore in wrestling but <laughs> But it's 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 it was a lot of these matches felt like today's matches. I feel, did you feel that way too a little bit? Just just all um, the busyness going on, just stuff, the busyness the run-ins and, and, and yeah, and, and, and even if it wasn't for the well, the run-ins was definitely a product of that time too. And WWF was uh, just as guilty. Uh, but yeah, just just the false finishes, man. It, but it didn't. It, it it wasn't like I don't know. It's just weird, man. They kicked out of everything. Everybody did, and there was a few spots where I was like, okay, that should have been the finish because this guy yeah. won anyway. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, this the the in, the ending of this match, this tag match, was a little goofy because um, they they hit the double choke slam on Stasiak, which kind of looked like a wish first and a Billy Gun. Here with his with his yeah. big tall white boots, you know, and his hair. He 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 looked like Billy Gunn before Billy Gunn did in two thousand two or whatever. Really, um, he was about two years early, and they hit that on that, and then Palumbo come in and broke it up, and then they and then they hit Palumbo with a, they they knock him out and they hit Palumbo with the the double 
choke slam, and then Stasiak. I don't know something happens again, and they anyway. Why wind up? I think they wind up with Stasiak outside the ring, and then they do another finisher, which was a decent finisher, where one power bombed and then neck like it was a top rope neck breaker and power like the combo. Doomsday device. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that um, for the win, and that was a decent finish. Yeah. But before that, just getting there was a little bit wonky for a minute. Yeah. I still like the match. I don't think it was the worst match of the night for sure. Um, not that it's saying much yet, but I give it, I give it a two point five. Wasn't yeah. that bad? Um, there was there was a lot to what you said there about kicking out of things. There was also a move that didn't get called because nobody knew what it was. Did you see the F five in the yes. match? Yes, like. Like two years before Brock Lesnar, I'm sure somebody yeah. out there in the comments is probably going to say some obscure Japanese promotion somebody had done that in, you know. But uh, yeah, that's the first time I'd ever seen an F5 in you know July of 2000. I was like, wow, where did he pull that one yeah. out of? It was a cool move. But uh, and there were... go ahead. There, there was, there was, a, it was a pretty good match, you know, as far as tag teams. And this shows you how far the tag team division in WCW had slipped. You've got. 10 or 11 matches on this show, you've got mm-hmm. one tag team match. Uh, I was I was looking at I'm like, am I reading that right? Is there, there one tag team match on this entire show? There was. Um, and, and it was okay for what it was. You know, it, it could have been a little hotter. You know, I don't know. Um, overall, I give this one a two out of five. It was, it was yeah. pretty, it was decent. Nothing yeah, to write home about these. One thing I, well, I I really did listen to the crowd because that was one thing I wanted to do just to kind of see what people thought of the show back then, and you know as long as there was no piping business, um, they seemed to dig most of it. Yeah, it's one thing. That's one thing about a lot of WCW fans back in the day, or wrestling fans in general. If they supported you, they supported you. It was a lot of people supported that company. A lot of people left, but a lot of people still supported it all the way to the end, uh, and were pretty diehard WCW to the end. Uh, some of these guys got pretty decent pops, um, and Chronic, I think, got a good reaction for the most part. Uh, there was a scene where Brian Adams um, military pressed, I think it was Stasiak, over the ropes mm-hmm. onto Palumbo outside, and I thought that was a great spot because yeah. I mean Stasiak's not a slouch. Was it? It was. Was yeah. it Stasiak or was it Palumbo? Yeah, Stasiak. Yeah. So, like, like I said, Stacey X is a pretty beefy guy, and and Brian Adams is a big guy. They're, they were all pretty, big guys. Pretty meaty, you might say. Yeah, pretty I'm sorry. Meat. That's that was good. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty meaty. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was a good spot. I thought I was pretty impressed with that. And that was the one where Palumbo got up and had cake all over the back of his tights. <laughs> didn't, yes, didn't notice yes. it till later in the match. He's like, "What is this? Yes. Yeah, what the hell is this?" <laughs> um. So. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it yet. Chronic beats. I think I might have earlier. They they uh, they got the win with that power bomb combo, neckbreaker combo. I did say that earlier uh, for the tag team championships, WCW tag team championship. Okay, match. Um, so next up, I believe was Chris Canyon versus Booker T. Yes. Booker T was starting to get really hot about this time. People really start getting behind him, which I, I mean, they've been behind him because of, you know, uh, Harlem heat and all that, but he was starting to get a big singles push around this time. And Chris Canyon was doing the, uh, DDP, uh, gimmick, yeah. the DDP knockoff gimmick. Um, thought that was kind of interesting. I forgot about that. 
Yeah, he had he had a mock up of his book, and it was so so thick that they could put a brick in it, and you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, even you know his look, his music, his uh, the, the diamond cutter, the canyon cutter, or whatever he was calling it. Uh, he uh, actually beat Booker T with uh, a little bit of help from the uh, with it from Cat Ernest Cat Miller, didn't he? Help him out or somebody who else helped? Oh no, it was somebody. it was it was Jared at the end with, Jared, the, with the guitar. Yes, shot. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He gave Jared a guitar shot, which I guess and, and in the, hindsight makes sense. This was another one of those matches that was it was pretty good, but yeah, there was still too much too much gaga, too much stuff. Yeah, too many moving yeah, parts. A lot of a lot of, of run ins. Uh, yeah, in and what and I also noticed throughout the night that um, everything was like no DQ basically, or not getting called. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of weapons and things being used and nothing was getting called. I'm yeah. like, when did this become a notice? No one said anything about an ODQ. ECW man. all of a sudden. <laughs> just, yeah, just all, yeah, it's just everybody was just like, oh, hell, just go with it. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking it's like, of, it doesn't, the book. Um, you don't need to explain it, it's just booked that way. There's a spot earlier in the match where, where Booker T picks up the book and he then the brick falls out and he, it ends up back in the corner Canyon picks it up, doesn't feel the weight difference, and clocks Booker in the head, and he sells it. The same. <laughs> yeah, and then he kicks out, and Canyon's like, what the heck? Like, he never, yeah. any of the wiser. Yeah. The... <laughs> and that, that's that's when I really started noticing the, uh, the uh, false finishes. And yeah. You know, like, they really started, they started heating that up. Yeah. But this match, this match is probably my second favorite match on the show. Uh, oh no, I'll say it's my third favorite match on the show. I like that first one quite a bit too. But uh, I, th- I thought like this was a missed opportunity where you see where they went at the end of the show uh, with with who they went with and who interfered. Yeah. You know, Jared interfered at the end of this match, um, right. and you've got Canyon picking up a clean win over Booker T. Uh, rational booking would say. Canyon's probably in line for a title shot somewhere down the line. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't know. I didn't watch it religiously, but I know they never did a pay-per-view or anything. Um, you know, that's just that's booking 101. Canyon should get the next shot, you know. But yeah. uh yeah, they didn't go that way and that's just kind of weird to me. Yeah. Well, I like I said they I don't think they had a lot of forethought because there was a lot of people with creative control at that time and uh other people were like, well, there's nothing we can do about it, I guess for some reason. WCW <laughs> gave them contracts where they have full say. I, like, yeah, man, what the hell? Um, anyway, so next is, do we rate this? I don't. We know. need to rate we're, it. We're, yeah. We're, okay, so we. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this one probably about a. I'll probably give this about a three. I thought this is yeah. an okay fun match. Yeah, I'm gonna rate it uh, tied with my with the opener two and three quarter. Um, I want to give it a three. There were some spots that were just yeah. Kind of clunky. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I don't mind. I don't mind the interference. Giving what we get later, uh, and we'll go over that um, real quick before we move on to the next match. I also haven't. I, I mentioned the cat, Ernest the Cat Miller, and I forgot he was the commissioner at this time, playing commissioner. Just goofy. I don't. He, yeah. he came out and got involved in the mat in the uh, in one of the matches, and I don't know. It was just it was goofy. Not not big on that whole thing. There was, um, there was a whole deal with him and the Young Dragons. And yes. apparently there was something that happened the, the Thursday Night Thunder before. And 
uh, I guess you had to see it to be in on the joke, the running gag of them hunting him all throughout the show. But there's also another part um, uh, that pertains to this match where Jarrett kept bringing the fat lady in because she was going to, she was going to sing when Hogan's career was over. Was that where you were taking this? Well, that's um, eventually getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he kept, he kept telling the cat, I'm going to screw with your show. And then he comes in the very next match and, Smashes Booker and costs him that, that match with Canyon. So yeah. that's where all that came from. The fat lady will sing tonight, buddy. Uh, <laughs> gosh, that was that was kind of goofy, too. I forgot about the fat lady. Yeah. The fat lady and then Mike that. Awesome hitting on the fat lady. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, I, the, only, the, only, the only part I did find funny about the Cat Miller and the Young Dragons was the guy who was sta- uh, holding, like, like, a little, like, leaf up. He was holding that. Um, like part of a palm tree up basically looked like a and he was just kind of holding it up to his face but he was standing right there and Ernest the gotta be a ninja walks by. yeah he's walking by and the guy's just kind of looking uh, <laughs> something you'd see in a Leslie Nielsen movie or something uh, so speaking of Mike Awesome that's the next match Mike Awesome versus Scott Steiner um, in a <sighs> so there's no disqualifications, but this match ended disqualification. disqualification. Right, like like it was. It just it just we're not going to call them until it's time. I guess. You, you guys so, can low blow each other, hit each other with chairs, do whatever you want. But oh my god, they were low blowing the shit out. Like you know, uh, <laughs> god, oh my. this whole this whole night was just low blows after low blows and and yeah. bells and chairs uh, and kicking out. I, I guarantee. Kicking, kicking out. Oh my gosh. I guarantee if you. I don't see you from behind, and you come up and hit me in the nuts from behind. You're going to be able to get a three count on me. There's there's no kicking out. Yeah, (laughs) there's no preparedness there. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely happened. Um, Mike Awesome forgot about Mike Awesome actually. All right, he's not awesome in my opinion, but he's he's not bad. Uh, Love Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner was getting into coming into his own these these last couple years here 98 through 2000 getting the the goatee with the the blonde hair and um he he uh, was a big part of WCW around this time as far as you know main event goes or, or big storylines and stuff Jeff Jarrett they were those were kind of the guys you see of the old guard that were still playing that that leadership role in in the show or the yeah. top top dogs of the show since most of the other ones were just in and out. Um, I'm a, I'm actually higher on Mike Awesome than you are. Have you ever seen any of his matches in ECW with Masato Tanaka for the world title? I, no, I will say I haven't. Um, those those are just brutal. Like really? anything you see in any other hardcore match, they're they're taking power bombs off the top rope to the over the top rope to the outside through tables and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's brutal. You'll have to you have to check those out. Yeah, I'll have to check them out. I'll have to check them out. And that's uh, what I liked about this match. It was just like a big, brutal hoss fight, you know, up until the end. Um, yeah, a lot of coming through, going through the crowd, uh, a lot of suplexes and throws, and it was just real high impact. And I, I really liked it until the end. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, it's I think it's two and three quarter star match. Uh, of course, Mike Awesome did get the win here uh, over Scott Steiner because of the disqualification. Uh, but, and this was for the United States championship, um, kind of some screwy work going on here. Yeah. Um, 
So there's a lot well, of championship matches on this on this pay per view. The it was screwy because I kind I the whole deal with the Steiner recliner, which of course is one of my least favorite finishers of all time, because the way he puts it on, I mean, he looks it's impressive terrible. with the muscles, but the way he just stands over him and he doesn't really set back on it, yeah, it could yeah. look so much more if he just applied if he just, himself. If he, yeah, if he'd sit uh, there but, and march it. Yeah, apparently, you know, uh, the cat had banned the Steiner recliner and everything. Yes, and uh, yeah, I, I forgot I, to mention that. I really think this is how, because uh, Steiner had that United States title. I think this is a way to get the title off him without pinning him because he was in line for the world title down the road and they knew that. And this is a way to get him out still looking somewhat strong and still, you know, like, you know, like he doesn't care about anything. Yeah, rules yeah, are right. But I would, I'd also give it two and three quarter. I, no, I'll go two and a half. That ending kind of throws it for me. I understand why they did that ending, but yeah. you know, the, all the constant low blows and, and, uh, just, just the silly ending in the no disqualification match just ruins it a little bit for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so next up, Vampiro versus the Demon. Oh. The Kiss Demon. Graveyard match. Uh, this looked like it was something out of, oh gosh, one of those uh, COVID cinematic matches or something that <laughs> TNA, you know, Broken Matt Hardy used to put on, but not as good. Lit worse. Yeah, I think the yeah the atmosphere looked okay, but it was the ba- but the lighting was bad. Of course, you had the camera work wasn't there, and the 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 quality obviously wasn't there for stuff like that back then. Um, I don't hate Vampiro. Uh, the demon's just kind of a crazy character that you know is going to help sell merchandise. I don't really not into him as much, but this was just not this not for me, dog. No. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, it's not for me, dog. Uh, uh, I don't like giving zero stars, but I'm giving this zero star. Yeah, I uh, could have played out so much better. I I can honestly say there's I've never seen a Vampiro match that I've liked. He's a cool looking character, but yeah. I I don't think he's much of a worker. And we were just talking about Mike Awesome. I remember watching. I used to trade tapes and and stuff on the internet, and so I'd get all these weird promotions, and so. I was watching MLW one time, and you've got a world title match. I think it's Vampiro and Mike Awesome, and you think that would be a good match on paper. And he's just, he's not a good worker. Um, And he's got to be the ring general in that match, because I don't think Torborg was basically a rookie, right? Didn't he come in like the year before? I don't know how much independent work he had done. It was like 99, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't Yeah, when when Kiss showed up on Nitro. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this one gets one Russo for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then there was, uh, we'll just go ahead and get out of the way now. I think there was something on the show a little bit later where Vampiro comes back out. He made it back from the graveyard. Uh, he defeated the demon. And uh, then he there was some kind of shenanigans where he gets, like, I guess, what was it, beat up and put in a coffin or whatever by... Yeah, by like 20 stings. Gangs, by the gang of stings and sting masks. Uh, played up that Sting might be in one of those, you know, those people or so. I don't know, but no Sting, no Sting. Um, yeah, they were all in masks, so you couldn't tell. Yeah, the one guy with the long hair right there was right there in front, kind of looked like it, but yeah, I don't. It was, it was just not good, not good. <laughs> uh, moving on, 
So Shane Douglas versus Buff Bagwell. Uh, okay, so I like Buff Bagwell. I don't love him, but I like Buff Bagwell. Okay, he's he's got an all right gimmick here for this time frame, and he's not really that bad in the ring. Uh, he's been around for a while at this point, probably 10, 12 years at least, right? Um, yeah. As Marcus Bagwell. And uh, still looks young and good in this match. Shane Douglas looking a little older, but still in really good shape. Um, I don't think the match was great, but I don't think the match was good. Or I don't make think it was bad. It wasn't bad. Um, I still can't give it more than a two point, probably two and a quarter. Yeah. I think I think it was an okay match. Um, of course, you got some hooey at the end with with Tori Wilson. Uh, Woo, and, uh, Tori and, Wilson, who also <laughs> looked good. I can't give any points for this match just because she looks good though. I've already did that for Stacy Keebler. I have to draw the line and be, you know, I gotta. Anyway, yeah. definitely. And there's that good. wonky finish with Tori where she lays one on Buff, and it's all a, it's all a swerve, bro. So she yeah, can get back, swerve, with, bro. Double yeah. cross him and get back with Douglas. It's it's just it's dumb. Yeah, I, yeah, and of course, just right up behind him, kicks him in the old grapefruits. Yeah, it, yeah and that's one of you that that he actually didn't get up from, but um. To me, I would have not had this match on the card at all. Like, personally, I, I'm not a fan of Buff Bagwell, never have been. I, definitely not as much as you. Shane Douglas, to me, was the least interesting ECW champion of all time. I think he's oh completely gosh, yeah. overrated. Um, I, I, I would have taken these eight minutes that they put in this match and given five of them to Booker and uh, Jared at the end and given another three to uh, the match coming up. Between yes. Goldberg and and Kevin Nash. Nash, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, because those are your, those are your two money money drawing stuff matches anyway. Yep. Uh, Shane Douglas beats Buck Bagwell in seven fifty two, uh, just a singles match here, no uh, no championships or anything else. Um, one so, star, once yeah, uh, one star. No, what, what what did you what did I say? I said two and a quarter, right? Um, you know what. Yeah, you're changing your mind now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. You know, now that there's there's some memories flooding back here, I think I I do like I do like Buff Bagwell. I don't think Shane Douglas is that bad in the ring. I think he's all right. I don't think he's great. Uh, I I do agree about the overrated ECW champion thing. Uh, but yeah, two and a quarter might be too too generous. I'd probably drop it to one seven five. Yeah, I think I'm still upset. Like he got hurt. Uh, Shane Douglas got hurt in like May of 98 and they kept the belt, the ECW title on him that entire year without him mm -hmm. making an, a defense, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it was just, they made Taz like the interim FTW champion or whatever. And it's just like, man, you got RVD who's so hot over here. It just, yes. and, and Taz, it made no sense yeah. just to yeah. keep it on him so they could get that Taz Shane Douglas match. But I digress. That, only, that doesn't sound interesting at all. <laughs> um, like anyway uh so next up right next up is what uh the big the big where, where the big controversy starts of the show they had this is for the wcw world championship match they said throughout the night they weren't even sure if hogan was going to show up or not 
uh, his he didn't want to face Jared or something weird. I mean, real storyline was he didn't want to drop the belt to, or he didn't he didn't have the belt. He didn't want to uh, walk out of there without the belt. He wanted to beat Jared for the belt and have the belt back. Russo claims that he his idea the entire time was to make sure Jarrett won so he could give it to Booker. That was that was the deal. That Jarrett was take that Hogan was not by any stretch of the imagination. He was not walking out with that belt that night, no matter what. He said he said and he even said that he was willing to do whatever it took to make Hogan happy as long as the outcome you know, however, whatever kind of fuckery they needed, whatever. But as long as Hogan did not walk out with that belt, he didn't care what they had to do yeah. to make him look good or whatever. That's what he claims. I don't know what everybody else claims. Uh, I know that Jarrett, I think Jarrett was uh, pretty disgusted about the whole thing. I think he was disappointed in himself a little bit, I feel like. Because he knew he's, you know, he's you can tell when he rolls wrestling. out of that ring after taking he that looks, pin, he's not happy. He looks, yeah, he's not happy. He looks mad and pretty disgusted um, that it has to even go down that way. I don't think he was involved in the process. He didn't really even know what was going on until Russo claim, claims that he didn't know until after he called him, I think, or told him what was actually going on. <sighs> so he gets in there now. What they come up with, I guess, is Hogan was going to walk out. It's going to be a work shoot. And then Hogan was going to walk out. Jarrett was going to lay down and take the pin. He was going to get the belt. They were going to do this thing where Hogan says something to Russo about, you know, the shape of everything, which he does. And uh, that was going to be it. And they were going to figure something out for later. But... And he was supposed to call Hogan after the fact, I guess, for um, to figure that out, right? To see what go, what's next. Now, what happens was this is all just Russo's side, uh, but he claims that he didn't call Hogan, and uh, he was busy with you know the show with Nitro, and I guess. Um, Spiegel? 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 Who was the head? Uh, Brad Siegel. Brad Siegel, thank you. So Brad Siegel told, he claims that Brad Siegel told him at the time that Hogan was too expensive. We didn't want him on the show. We can't pay him. This is to the point where we can't, we can no longer afford Hogan. Don't call him back. And he said he probably should have called him back just because he gave his word, but he didn't. And also he shot that, he also cut a promo on Hogan a little bit later after the whole thing, which Hogan supposedly didn't know about. And then end up between that and then everything else ended up suing um, him for defamation, end up suing Russo. So he comes out there. Uh, everybody's probably gathered by now. Hogan comes out, Jarrett lays down. Hogan acts all pissed. Russo's throws the belt in and says, here you go. And walks out kind of pissed. And then, uh, Hogan, to make sure he didn't get any, on, get any on him, he pretended to be mad about it and said, you know, this is why the company's in the shape it is because of all this bullshit right here. 
and uh, just disgusted with everything, he still puts his leg on Ch- Jared's chest. He just steps on him and pins him, <laughs> and then just you know, shaking his head and walks off. Or and then, well, like you said earlier, Jared uh, rolls out, absolutely pissed and disgusted, takes off. Then Hogan takes off. <sighs> then just that's rough, man. That's rough. Uh, to go ahead and get it out of the way, right after. The Goldberg match, I think, right? Or is it right before? Uh, it's, it's right before. And I right think it was before. actually before the end of that Vampiro, because they meet each other in the hallway as Hogan's leaving. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we already covered the Vampiro part, but yeah, right. So van- the Vampiro segment was Sting. The Stings happen. And then uh, Russo runs back out and then cuts this yeah. promo that Hogan supposedly doesn't know about, yeah. basically saying the piece of shit left the arena. He's gone. And as far as I'm concerned, He's not the real champion. He'll never be in a WCW ring again. He didn't want to do business, yada, yada, yada. And I, I recommend everybody go check it out. It's actually, to give him props this time around, it was a really good promo. It was a really yeah. good promo. I would actually give, not not that I like the whole laying down thing, um, and I'll get more into that later, but I'd actually give, between that and Russo's promo, I'd give the whole segment like a two-star two rating. Um you know, I could be. I could get down with that. I can get down in the that. historical significance of everything. But yeah, because because uh, for the last bash of the beach, it definitely leaves everyone still talking about it to this day. Yeah, but Hogan saying, you know, this this you know this is why the company's in the shape it's in. I can honestly say I quit watching what the finger poke of doom, and that was all Hogan. So yeah. Hulk Hogan, Hogan you're hip, yeah. and this will be the one that? time. You know, there's probably some things we haven't heard, but this is the one time you will see me side with Vince Russo on something. And I, it's very rare. I hope, I hope Jim Cornette doesn't come out of the ether and just smack me with a tennis racket for saying yeah, that. He probably, he but, probably uh, will. He'll probably get you to sleep. He, yeah, I, I totally side with Russo on this deal. Um, you know that whole yeah, whether know, even whether his story was even yeah, that, that don't work for me, brother. It's famous. Uh, yeah, whether even half of Russo's story is true or not, it doesn't really matter. I'm still on this side, man. It's This is this is yeah. uh, a lot of garbage, a lot of hooey, and just shameful. And Jarrett knows that to this day he talks about it. Um, but I agree. I'd give it probably about a two stars because that master, that's a masterful promo for real. Uh, yeah. Whether it, that's really, you know, was known by Hogan or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, but Hogan never set foot in the company again. So yeah. that was, you know, one of those things. Uh, and then he, he went on to say that he's there for, he's there because of people like Booker and Jeff and that they work their asses off. They're always there. They don't cause trouble like that. And so Jeff Jarrett's the real champion still. And, uh, he's going to face Booker tonight because they both deserve it. They both work their asses off and Booker is going to get his shot. And, uh, you'll notice that the, the, the belt that, Jarrett comes out and gives to Hogan is actually a different belt. It's a copy and it's got, it's got a little bit more leather around the outsides of it. And, uh, and then the one he comes out with later is the real one ben at the top. With, yeah. We yeah, it's been at the top. I was going to tell you, I was going to ask if you noticed that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, I've also heard, I've not been to Hogan's surf shop. I've driven by it on vacation in Tampa, yeah. but I should have stopped, I, I guess. Yeah. He's got that. I can't remember who I heard that from. But that belt, that copy of that belt is in his shop. Uh, well, Conrad and Jeff Jarrett talking about it on the podcast. Maybe that's where I heard it. I bet it was because I do listen yeah. to Jarrett just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I do too every now and then. Um, so next up, 
uh, Goldberg versus Kevin Nash. This is a singles match for uh, Scott Hall's WCW contract. And if uh, Kevin Nash wins, obviously Scott Hall is saved. And if Goldberg, who's pretty much playing the heel at this time, which is kind of weird, but he plays the heel at this time, if if he wins, then Scott Hall's gone. He's terminated. Uh, And, you know, Kevin Nash running the kind of the NWO or still kind of running the Wolfpack, I think, at this point. Was that still? I think so. Something like that, but he, you know, Scott Steiner was supposed to be on his side on this, and uh, you know, Scott Steiner does end up coming out. Uh, typical big guy match, Goldberg match. Goldberg sold all okay in some in some areas. You know, he. I I'm a I'm a big Goldberg fan. I know a lot of people aren't. I I do recognize his faults for sure. I'll I'll never not acknowledge the faults of Bill Goldberg in the ring, um, but. I think, especially now that the guy's since he's come back, and I think he's got more appreciation for everything, and he's having fun, or he had some fun. Uh, I think it's uh, means a little bit more to him now with his kid and everything than it did back then. But you know, even in this match, he he did okay. He sold some. Uh, kind of a typical match. It probably needed a few more minutes, but you, know, you don't need a lot more time. But like I think, like you said earlier, extra three minutes. Yeah, two or three days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, you have a little bit, like, say you have a little screw job at the end in this one, more gaga, but, but it's a better swerve than earlier. Um, Scott Steiner actually turns on Nash and sides with Goldberg and they hook up, which I I don't even remember, which I think would have been a cool little tag team. I don't, I don't think it lasted, but that'd be a pretty cool little tag team for a minute. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, there wasn't too much to talk about in this match. Uh, worst looking Jack Hammer ever. Uh, yeah, he's got those long, lanky legs trying to get him up in the air. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't do it. I, I mean, but you know what? I've seen Paul White do it. Big Show did did it with him a couple times. He got him up, and yeah. and Paul. I, I give it a star and a half overall. Yeah, I, like I said, yeah. I I th- don't think it had enough time, and it was a little bit sloppy. I'd probably give it one and three quarters. Uh, I don't mind the swerve here, even though that we've already been, it wouldn't have been as bad if the Gaga before this in the show wasn't so plentiful. Yeah. Um, the spear looked all right. Like it always does. Yeah. Like you said, Jack hammer, but he's dealing with Nash here. Some of those bigger guys, it's hard for him to, to do. Some of those guys are, are athletic enough to help him out. And some of them aren't or won't, uh, but nice, a nice little, surprising you know, i don't know i don't like I, said, I don't remember the ins and the outs of the business and every in the context of everything around it going on from back then so i think as a as an old fan coming back and watching this i'm like oh wow scott hall's con- he's gone it's like so they actually went through with it because you know you do something like that nowadays you're yeah. like, well you know who's winning it's a, it's all at work baby but like yeah. i said i don't remember scott hall might have been out because of alcohol or drugs or some injury or yeah. something at the time and it was just done, which is very possible. He actually Talked showed up for a case. couple of, he actually showed up for a couple of ECW shows in the fall. So he was gone, completely gone. Oh he, yeah. He's gone, gone. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's okay. No, just typical. Um, so moving on, we get to Booker T versus Jeff Jarrett. And this is probably my favorite match of the night. I think. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the not, best. It's, match of the night. It's, it's the best match of the night. The guys did a great job. 
You know, do I think they absolutely tore the house down? No, but it was really good. I, I give it. It reminded me of like a like an old school Raw main event. I don't think it had quite yeah. enough time to be no, like this epic fight, but like no. you know, something something with a rock or foley or something where they gave like fifteen minutes to and uh they, they used the mo they used their time uh as yeah. wisely as they could. Yeah. Uh Booker T already had a match earlier in the night, but he you know he still goes, does does another thirteen minutes, uh, a little over thirteen minutes here. Um, you know, without all the confusion and weirdness, uh, earlier, this might've been an even bigger moment for, for Booker, but it's still a big, a big moment. And he beats Jarrett, um, with, you know, there's some Gaga in it here and there, but I expect that the lot of kickouts, whatever, uh, I give the match a three though. I, I actually enjoy the match. Um, and, 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 and a good yeah. first, a good first title win for Booker. Yeah, Even I'd give this match. I, I'd probably give it three and a quarter. I I really enjoyed it. After after all the the junk we'd seen, it was a real good palate cleanser for the end of the night. It was, like I said, considering and, and everything. It was it was nice seeing the fans. Did you see the fans when Booker even even whenever Russo announced that Booker was going to be in there? Did you see the fans pop like during that yes. promo? And they then when he finally won it, and the crowd just came up. They were ready for something. That's one instance where Russo was 100% correct. Uh, yeah. I don't think Hogan would have got him that pop at that point in his career. Oh, no. No, and Hogan got a little decent pop there when he actually showed up and, and did his little speech there to Russo. But uh, I think when everybody kind of realized what was going on, they're like, well, well, at least we don't get completely gypped out of a match here. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, lowest point of the night, definitely the – the grudge, the graveyard match, um, the wedding gown match was kind of eh, too. Other than Stacey. hardcore match, <laughs> the, the hardcore match was pretty gaga. Uh, you know, high points, high points of the night. That first opening match was good, is even though it had a lot of gaga. And uh, the, you know, I, as a kid, I, I loved Goldberg, so I would have been like all over it. But uh, and I like Kevin Nash too. Uh, but that that main event uh, really wrapped it up, and that tag match was all right. So yeah. I say I say what I said at the at the beginning. Uh, overall, about a C, C C plus. Yeah. I would decent effort to get out of out of all the Hogan nonsense. Yeah, I would even throw in the the Steiner as bad as the finish was the Steiner awesome match and the Canyon Booker match as as being being pretty decent. Yeah, um, yeah. there's like five matches there on that show I like quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, overall didn't turn out near as bad as, as it could have, yeah. or, you know, and it, and we'll, we'll get into some more Russo WCW down the line. I'm sure. Uh, what'd so you say you next, gave it a C minus? Yeah. I got a C C plus that in the in between oh. there. About C. I go C. That's all. It's not as bad as people think it is. I just, there's some bad, no, but it's not. not. No, it just, it's just all the, there is some bad, but it, oh, it's overshadowed pretty easily by the controversy. Uh, and then, and even that, you know, along with that, you've get, you get Booker's first, first title and, and, and a decent match and Jeff Jarrett, you know, which I'm learning this more now as an adult going back, uh, Jeff Jarrett's really underrated man. Uh, yeah, he had, he had a lot of nonsense back in the WCW days, but he, re he really is for everything he's done in the wrestling business from the beginning to the end. He is, a good worker. Uh, he's he's got a good business mind, a good uh, wrestling mind, 
And uh, if you listen to his podcast, I highly, if you don't, I highly recommend it because you get yeah. to kind of know the real the real Jared and kind of how his mind actually works. And the ins like and outs of guy. trying to start a company out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's he's not perfect, but he's he's really underrated. And I admire him so much more now, especially as a heel. And you know, he's back on TV right now, and just and you know, he had a match on Raw or. WrestleMania or something like that, Royal Rumble. I think it was Raw um, a few years ago, right after he got inducted in the Hall of Fame and looked kind of rough. He did okay, but man, I tell you what, he came when he came back for that last Ric Flair match with him and Jay Lethal. Um, he looked so good. He is back in like at fifty five or six or whatever he is. He is back in great shape. He plays the heel so well. He gave Ric Flair a lot of time when he was struggling. And now I guess he's on the AEW playing some heel stuff with Jay Lethal. And I haven't got to see much of that because I about refused to watch that show other than for MJF and a couple others. FTR. Yeah, they're just a bunch of nonsense cold. And after the CM Punk issues and stuff, I, you know, I'm not a, I was never the biggest CM Punk fan, but I, I've never been more on his side than I was (laughs) after that media scrum. Because whether he did the right thing or not, man, those guys set him up and played that, and they're just the bitches. Anyway, I won't get into that. That's a, that's a conversation maybe for yeah. another show or something. So but I'm also a pretty big, pretty big Jeff Jarrett fan. He's one of the I've met a few wrestlers, you know, in my life, and uh, he's one of them. And he was he was really cool. Uh, really, I have like an either. autograph signing type thing. That, that's cool. That's cool. Seems like a nice enough guy, really. Um, so. You know, I know we talked about last time I, I mentioned that we were getting back into the, the, the scream talk. Um, we're still waiting on uh, our group to come back or at least Kenny coming back to get into that. Because I feel like we want to start with something we want to finish with with the crew. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. even though even though we we didn't do that again, uh, we will do that as soon as we can. We will finish that series up and then move on to something else. We'll get into some more movie talk. Uh, but... Uh, we're just, like I said, we're filling in some, we wanted to talk about wrestling anyway. Um, so I feel like this was, uh, another good event. We've been talking about bash of the beach for a while. Um, so moving on to something good that I remember being pretty good. I think we stay in the same year next time. And we talk about backlash 2000 oh, a little that's... Bit before back, you know, a little bit before bash at the beach happened that year. But a, a good, it's you know, it's it's the post WrestleMania pay per view, and a big a big night. Um, so, you know, one specific return, and the crowd was pretty hot. From what I remember, I need to go back and rewatch it again for the show. So yeah. I think we need to cover that in the next one and review that. Yeah, yeah, that one is as good as this one is bad. So uh, it was yeah, very 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 decent show. So uh, I'll be happy to talk about that one. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and that very well could be coming your way in the next one. We'll see where it goes. Like I said, we will be discussing uh, Scream 2 and 3 uh, very soon, too, as soon as we can. Um, we'll get back into that. Um, do you have anything else you want to, to talk about or mention before um, we wrap it up? I would, I would just say, um, for those of you that remember Bash at the Beach 2000 as being just absolutely horrible, and parts of it are, go back and rewatch it. You know, through a through a critical eye, and there might be something there that you actually find that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, because if you can find something in today's stuff you can enjoy, I think you can go back and find some stuff back yeah. then that you can enjoy for sure. Uh, there's, de- I mean, it definitely brought back some memories. Uh, not the best of ones, but you know, there's still there's still some of that old that old uh, alumni or legend Hall of Famer guys that are that are there that uh, they're in their prime doing their thing. Yeah. Um, except for Nash, I think he was phoning it in, but <laughs> I, I still like Nash, but he's. <laughs> It's just a phone it in, dude. He, he didn't tear a quad. It, yeah, he is a phone it in fool. Yeah, he didn't tear <laughs> a quad. <laughs> so I think we're going to wrap it up now. Uh, next time, we will hopefully be covering uh, either Scream or Backlash or both. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but be looking forward to that. Again, like I mentioned earlier, you can find us all. Uh, you can find us all our episodes on uh, pretty much all your major podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pandora, uh, iHeart, Apple, all that good stuff. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube, and we'll be posting video stuff up there. You can also find our old podcasts episodes in the link section of our YouTube channel as well, Macho Movie Madness. And uh, you can maybe check out some of those old movie podcasts we did a few years ago before we relaunched here a few weeks ago. So yeah. be sure to check that out. Those are some pretty decent episodes, and we look forward to... Uh, to continue in that now that we've, we've got it going again. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up and, uh, we'll see you guys all down the road.